2: Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is The Fan, early morning show. It's The Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. The Pirates coming into this game today, playing the Nationals with the opportunity to win the series, and the Pirates are above five hundred. Now, in the month of September, it was pretty good. They're on the brink of playing the Yankees in a three game series that'll last all throughout the weekend. Not too tough opponents in this month either, I will admit that. You got the Royals, they ended that series to end August, and then they played the Cardinals. They took one from the Brewers. They took one from the Braves. That have taken two of three played so far against the Nationals. That fourth game we played today at 1235. 100.1 FM and AM 1020. Kitty K has that game for you today. But don't want to focus so much on the Pirates today, although they can win a series and stay above 500 as they move through september which is inspiring overall i will say a lot of injuries have been patched up and there's still excitement that i have um for next season and i know that i talk all the time and some of you have questioned my optimism and you know that's fair you can i don't mind it because i get it i know what it's been like or i can understand i can sympathize with what it's been like to wait so long for a championship and for consistent winning and not get it so i understand but uh there are positive signs moving forward into next season, uh, and I uh, and I like to see them bounce back here in September. I like to see that Key Brian Hayes doesn't have a back ailment anymore and he's comfortable. Um, I like seeing that uh, apparently the Pirates, Charrington spoke, um, and the Pirates have expressed interest in bringing McCutcheon back because they believe he can be uh, a contributor to a winning team. In 2024. I like hearing that. That's awesome. I hope they bring him back. And it's just seeming more and more likely um, day by day. He's injured right now. He's not going to play for the rest of the season. But if you bring him back on another contract, I mean, how many times have we seen a uh, a championship team have that one veteran guy uh, on there to, to, you know, lead and, and still contribute? And I would love to see McCutcheon back in the playoffs that would be that would be awesome so I hope they bring him back and I still think he has uh, he has value he gets on base and that's that's important that's been underrated and i know we in Pittsburgh always said that he was falling off just because he didn't put up his m v p numbers that he that he had before during his later time um in his first stint with the pirates but overall, i mean like when you talk about general value, he gets on base a lot and i think that's important. And I think what the city means to him and what he means to the city. I think that um, I think it would be wise to bring him back for sure. All right, let's talk a little football now. If you want to call and you want to talk to me, you can at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. I got lines open. You can also hit me up on X. That is at Callas underscore three three L A S underscore three three. If you'd like to. Uh, Make some comments to me on there. Chat on there. Just leave a comment and wait for me to respond. I will be happy to do that. But keys to the game for the Steelers. Now, last week we saw, on Sunday we saw against the 49ers, them trying to force passes and put together odd schemes. Jet sweeps were still a feature. Um, Just consistent consistent plays that uh, the defense could predict. The 49ers were good enough to anticipate what the Steelers were going to do, and the Steelers weren't strong enough, or they didn't have just the blind brute force to have their way. And on top of that, they started out trying to pass. Their first five possessions ended in three and out, and I do count the interception because I I believe that was a third down pass, but they turned the ball over the first five times within the first set of downs that they were given. So that's still not, not good. So I call it five straight three and outs, whether the interception technically doesn't count as that. It happened on third down in the first set of downs they were given in that drive. So no, not great. Um, That definitely can't happen again. And whether the 49ers were just the ultimate test and maybe the Steelers can rebound just because they're not playing uh, what is perceived right now as one of the best teams in the NFL and the Browns. That might be able to help them, and and maybe the 49ers were just good enough as a team to anticipate everything the Steelers were going to do. I'm not buying that, though, because if you really want to be a Super Bowl contender, if you really want to reach your goal as a team of winning a playoff game for the first time in a long time— You've got to be prepared to beat those teams. It's week one, and I'm calmed down now. On Monday, if you listened, you heard me rage. I was upset. I was struggling for words uh, because it left a nasty taste in my mouth to drink and to consume and to force myself to, to eat what the Steelers were serving, which seemed to be a lot of turnovers. A lot of punts, a lot of three and outs, but yeah, that's you know now that I'm I'm looking at it a little bit more from a from a not a neutral perspective, but still a little bit more of like a okay, you know it's week one. I've got a more grounded perspective. Okay, it was week one, and sometimes these things happen, and I'm not going to forgive them for what they did necessarily. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to pretend like it didn't happen but you know i'm not going to i'm not going to let the first game of the season define what the steelers could be this season it's going to take a few more weeks for me to um to really judge and gauge and make a determination on how invested i'm going to be in what they're what they're selling this season there were too many things, though, that went wrong in that first week, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and I already mentioned this too. I I do believe that the offense is more to blame than the defense, although some disagree, but uh, I think the offense has to, to set the tone because if the offense could at least go out there and maybe get two or three first downs consistently, even if they don't get it into the end zone, if they're getting two or three first downs every drive, then they might be more set up to maybe kick a field goal, but also you better you'll have better field position on punts if you're getting further down the field and then the defense doesn't have an excuse because if you if you have you know what four to seven minutes on the sideline to rest then uh then yeah you the, the defense better be ready if they they have that much time to rest and alternate between you know. They're resting on the sideline where the offense is on the field and then performing while they're on the field. Got a caller at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Uh good morning. Roland, this you.
3: How do you spell relief?
2: R O L A N D. Very good. Now, what's on your mind this morning? Am I on the air? You are, yeah.
3: Let me ask you this. Okay. There's two rivalry games coming up this weekend. The backyard brawl. Did you remember the 13-9 to game? Did anybody ever tell you about that when you were a little kid?
2: Uh, I was told about it. I didn't watch it, and I wasn't old enough to really comprehend what it meant. But uh, I have learned since. Don't you worry.
3: There's a guy that's worse than me about making fun of West Virginia. Is that right? It, his name's Dorian Dickerson. You ever hear of him? I have heard of him. He talks about snatching the soul of an entire state. (laughs) Yeah. I have a personal thing going on Monday night too. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a pit grad. I'm I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I happen to know two NFL owners, ex-Steeler owners. Now there's a third one. Now down in Washington, the commanders ex-Steeler minority owners, the guy that's coming in here. On Monday, I've been torturing Most nonstop for 15 years. <laughs> He's a Silver Fox of Cleveland. I'm the Silver Fox of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I tortured him when he drafted Johnny Football. You ever hear him?
2: <laughs> I've heard of Johnny Football, Roland.
3: I send him pictures every time the Steelers play the bronze of me choking people from the dog pond, guys with bones around their neck. Oh, man. And me with a terrible towel. I choke him with a terrible towel. I'm going to get that psycho that just signed the Deshaun Watson contract for $230 million guaranteed. I'm going to get him to stop at a tailgate. My tailgate's at Gold Lot Number 2 on Monday. I'll take a picture, and I'll send it to
2: you. All right, Roland. <laughs> Roland, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right, Roland, passionate about uh, sports. I'd like to see that. Don't choke anybody too hard with terrible towels, and obviously don't want to endorse that. But uh, no, yeah, no, celebrating, um, taunting West Virginia is very good. Uh, Doran <laughs> talking about snatching the stoles of West Virginia. We love to see that. Um, you know, then, of course, uh, we don't like the Browns, uh, especially after they screwed up the whole QB market, signing Deshaun Watson and putting faith in him after um, all the things that he's been. Uh, going through and and dealing with and so with that uh, we move on. Of course, we're passionate about Pittsburgh sports here, and Roland seems to be as well. So, uh, got another caller at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Good morning. What's your name? Harry. You? What's going on, brother? Oh, I'm doing a radio show. You know that.
1: What's, I know. What, I know. What's hey, on?
2: listen, man. Uh, uh, I,
3: I, everyone keeps saying, you know, you can't judge. The Steelers on one game. But you know what? Everybody judged them and gave them all the surf and all the hype on the preseason. Oh, they're going to be world beaters. They're going to be this. But now that they're not being, everyone's saying, oh, you can't judge it on one game. Uh, you know, come on now. It's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, one I- game can't be judged, but neither can the preseason. And then the last caller talking about the uh, Deshaun Watson thing and all the things he's been through. I think Cleveland totally screwed that up, signing them by all that money. But mm-hmm. all these other quarterbacks get signed for a lot of money too, and so did Ben. And we all know what Ben was accused of, so <laughs> it, it it kind of falls, uh, you know, it rolls down the hill for real. All
2: right, VK, hey, appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Yep. Hey, uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that. I understand uh, the quarterback market's been kind of skewed because of Deshaun Watson. I think he set uh, a price ceiling that other quarterbacks have wanted to follow, and you know that's how the market works. Is what our team's willing to pay, and if Deshaun Watson now is the ceiling, then the other quarterbacks in the league have leverage, and owners, some of them, have to adhere to that because fans like the quarterbacks, so that's that's that. I'm not getting into what they were um, alleged to have done because that's all over with. Ben's gone. Deshaun Watson's gotten past it. He's stayed out of trouble, so I'm not going to bring that up too much on this show. Now, as for my comments about, you know, okay, it's only one game. I don't necessarily excuse them because they came out flat, and if they do that again, it's going to be a long season. I'm just saying so that I can internally stay calm and not implode because I was frustrated on Monday and I'm and you know, I don't get too super frustrated with Steelers losses all the time. But that game sent me over the edge because of what they were expected to do based on what we were told their offense looked like in the preseason. So I'm not sitting here saying, Oh, it's only one game, look forward to the to the future. No, I'm saying, uh, oh, it's only one game. They better, they better. They must. They have to. I insist that they fix it before it gets out of hand and um before I get sad and lose all hope for this season that seemed to have so much promise. Got another caller at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Good morning. What's your name?
4: My name's Alex. What's up, Nick?
2: Oh, doing radio, you know. Uh what's on your mind?
4: I'm just worried that uh Cleveland's gonna roll down the road and roll through us here at Heinz Field after what I saw last week. Like you said, you know, we had all this hype, but then you look back the last few years, we haven't been a special football team and I don't know, you know, Patrick Peterson, he's great but he's kinda old and if Kenny doesn't take that step, like we're still a maybe middle of the road below average football team possibly from I mean
2: yeah, possibly. that's the big concern is the best. Yeah. In
4: the league possibly, but it was just very I I ended up watching Cleveland and Cincinnati because it was so disgusting. Yeah, that I couldn't watch our football team.
2: You know that uh I think it's a fluke. It's all it's been a fluke for the last couple of years that Cleveland just rolls, you know, on Cincinnati during the season. It's very odd. But I also know that um the Steelers seem to do well on Monday Night Football, and they're playing at home against the Browns. I feel like just naturally they're going to step up and figure it out, don't you?
4: I hope so, but, you know, that's the last team anyone in Pittsburgh wants to lose to. So Yeah, you're
2: that's right about one that. one that
4: gets away. We can't lose that one. We'll never hear the end of it.
2: You're right about that. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, and it worries me, too, sometimes. Now, Monday Night Football is different from playoff football, but um, I get nervous Thinking about, you know, and having to relive the uh, the loss to the Browns in the playoffs in 2020, that was not fun. And uh, I don't want that to happen again. So, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely never know. I'm not going to let precedent um, dictate exactly what's going to happen in the game. The Steelers still need to execute and figure it out. Um, you know, just going by odds, though, perhaps they will indeed figure it out and they'll perform on the Monday night football stage against a team that uh, they've been superior to for uh, uh, forever, it seems like. we'll I'll take one more call before the, the, the break coming up. Uh, good morning. What's your name? My name's Earl from Cannonsburg. Uh, hello, Earl.
3: Hello. On the Pirates, I'll tell you what, they have a lot of young guys. That's, I, th- I think they have a hard time picking up who's going to play today.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, that's stillers, a good problem.
3: On the Steelers, every time I see a the sweep, I think of I think of the pirates putting hedges in. I get the same feeling. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Earl, that's good. That's good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> when they when they call a sweep, it's like you're putting hedges behind the plate. Oh, that's funny. Uh and I feel bad uh I feel bad. A little bit for Hedges thinking about that, too. Um, he deserved a better fate. But we knew. We knew he wasn't a good hitter. But that's funny. You know, and then the Steelers keep force-feeding those jet sweeps in there. The Matt Canada special. Uh, good good comment, Earl. Good comment. You win that first segment for that comment. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to take a break here uh, real quick. I'm going to come back, and we're going to continue to talk about the Steelers. You can get your comments in at 412-928-9370. That's 412 412- Nine two eight nine three seven zero. You can also talk to me on X at Callas underscore three three. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore three three. Um, tag me in a post, make a comment, and I'll respond to it in due time if you don't want to call. But if you do, again, one more time, 412-928-9370. That's the number you can reach me at this morning. My name is Nicholas Harry Callas, and this is the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Sports Radio 937 The Fan. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the fan early morning show. Let me give you a fan weather, real quick. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. September is truck month at Sun Chevy. Come see their half-ton and three-quarter ton Silverados. Visit sunchevy.com. Today, high of 72, low 52 clear skies expected throughout the day. And then tomorrow, high of 74, low 49 clear skies. But uh, the chilly temperatures rolling in now. No more temperatures. In the 80s, we're just seeing that fall weather roll right through. Over the weekend, expect some rain as well. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. We're talking about the Steelers this morning. If you want to grab a line real quick in the next four minutes before uh, I take my final break going into the pre-show, you can at 412-928-9370. So the Steelers need to hold true to the identity that we have been Told about that has been advertised and pounded into us, which is be physical, run the football, and dominate up front. That's what Matt Canada has been saying, and that's what Omar Khan has been saying uh, about the Steelers. And uh, you know the identity has been talked about in question because if if the leaders of the team, the leaders of the offense, the overseers of the offense, if they tell you what they expect and they tell you what they intend to do and then they don't do it, you got questions. I mean, and that just really makes you think. Is the offense as good as it was advertised? And, and that's a fair question to ask if you go out there and you do what they did in week one and you question it even more if they were to go out in the second game of the season and put up the same results. And I've talked to some insiders as well myself and just asked, you know, after that first week, I'm like, was was the offense really that good? Were you hyping them up, you know, in private just to hype up the, the, the the you know, the Steelers' hype and anticipation, and they said, no, no, the offense did look really good. It's just when they went down against the 49ers, they looked like they started to panic and they got uncomfortable, and they started reverting back to what they knew how to do from last year, it seemed, and that's not, that's not great. Um, I hope that they have the wherewithal this time around, this second game of the year, to not panic and to get physical and figure it out because their identity is going to be one of two things after this uh, after this week two game. They're either going to establish an identity as a physical running football team and they're not going to panic and they're going to rebound well and they're going to figure it out or their identity is going to be that they're not as strong as they initially were advertised as, and um, they're going to be an offense that um, should not be trusted to get things done. And in that case, we can go through another year, of the first half of the season where the Steelers didn't start out strong, and we can um, we can all lose hope real quick and be upset and pound the table and it'd be sad, and be sad overall. And I would be sad about that too because it is super frustrating that year after year, there's been a slow start to the season, and year after year, the team has found a way to to pry itself out of the doldrums and make a playoff push, and in some cases, actually reach the playoffs. So, I just hope that they they don't do that again. Like they got to figure it out early in the year. You know, it's you know, and you're either a good team or you're not. I, I am tired of this. Uh, mediocrity. I mean, it is impressive in some sense, but in another sense, it's like, well, if you're not going to win the championship and you're not going to be a serious championship contender after so many years, what are you doing? What's the what's the point? Uh, you're not noticed for being mediocre. You're ultimately noticed for getting the championships and getting the trophy and the rings. Um, the Steelers really aren't gaining anything now from barely missing the playoffs, still finishing over 500. So start quicker. Start quicker on offense and start the season quicker. Um, You know, playing catch-up is no longer a fun gimmick. It is frustrating.